<laughs> What's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode number 104. Today we're talking about blogging for your business. Woo! Let's go around the room here real quick and get everyone introduced. We go in alphabetical order around here. Let's start with Carrie. Yes. Hey, guys. I'm Carrie Dills. I blog over at CarrieDills.com and host a little podcast called Genesis Office Hours. Awesome, awesome show. Greg, can we hear you? Let's see. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I'll, I'll fix my lower third here in a minute. Um, my name is Greg Taylor, and I run a, a WordPress company here in Tempe, Arizona called Marketing Press. Super excited to be here and talk to all you fine folks. Nice. Corey, tell us about yourself. Hello, everybody. I am Corey, and I run a small group here in San Antonio, Texas called Webtegrity, and we niche ourselves in WordPress. So super excited to be a total newbie here on the show. So hello, everyone. Awesome. What about you, Scott? My name is Scott Bollinger, and I own a company called AppPressor. We make mobile apps for WordPress. And how about you, Steve? I am Steve Zenkin. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup. And we have no meetup tonight. <laughs> How about you, Suzette? Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank. I work at WebDev Studios as a front-end developer, and I blog over at SuzetteFrank.com. Very nice. Syed, what about you, my friend? Hey, guys. I'm Syed Balki. I'm the founder of WPBeginner.com and several of the WordPress plugins, Optin, Monster, Soliloquy, and Wire, and always great to be back here. Awesome. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me, Jason Tucker, on Twitter, and I blog over at WPmedia.pro, all about audio and videos for WordPress. So, I know, we blew through those intros, lickety-split. That was awesome. If you guys are watching the show live and you're, you're checking out the, uh, the Google Plus... Yeah, we're actually we're actually uh, trying something new here. So uh, if you uh, if you want to click the applause button, uh, apparently something happens there. Uh, Google keeps changing things every week. Oh, take why, a look at that. Why did you do that? Why did you invite that? Oh, Seriously, oh, no. <laughs> that's gonna get so annoying so quickly. Oh, that's gonna be great. That's gonna be awesome. So, um, blogging and, and business. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about that. How many of you guys blog for your your actual business? For Three times website? a year. <laughs> I'm up. I'm up from last year. Is that good? <laughs> I, think, I think you're doing it right, Steve. <laughs> keep on Sorry. keeping on, Steve. <laughs> Go on. So I know that I know that Carrie blogs like ridiculously because yeah. I get an email every week from her, maybe every day. I I don't know. So she well, she sends I out mean, an email. Let's be clear. I am no Chris Lemma. Mm -hmm. I, I don't blog daily. But... All right, that's one. That's one mention. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that anybody's keeping track. Go on. Who's Chris Lemma? Who's that? I'm two. Just that's I'm two. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Greg? Are you blogging much? Yeah, I blog pretty regularly. I try to write two uh, pieces of content a week for Marketing Press, and then uh, we've also been doing a quick little uh, one to two minute uh, video on Marketing Press TV, just a quick YouTube thing where people can come in there and watch the video and hopefully learn something and go and uh, use it right away. Very cool. Corey, you doing anything blogging-wise? 
Yeah, so we have a very small little meetup group here in San Antonio. Thankfully, it's growing, about 300 people now. And we decided to do a WordPress Wednesday. So every single Wednesday, we do a vlogging. We do a video uh, vlog where we're running um, a how-to video. We have a beginner track, an intermediate, and an advanced track that we try to do. So every single week, we're releasing a video, and then we kind of blog around it. It's pretty cool. Where, is, where can you find those? Is there a URL? So you can go to wpwed.com. So WP for WordPress, WED for Wednesday.com, and you can check those out there. At Zeke, yeah. you used to have Warcraft Wednesday. Is that similar? Yes, very, very close. Yes, minus one. No, they're probably still the same amount of nerds. Oh, wait, wait. wait. That, was a, no, that was a time waster. You're actually yeah. doing something productive. Yeah. Yeah. It's worked Warcraft. out really well. We've actually had, um, so then at the end of the month, we get together and have our meetup group that discusses all four or five, depending upon how many Wednesdays there are in the month. We discuss all those videos, and we have a workshop around them. So it's worked out very well. Nice. That's cool. What a great way of doing that. We need more meetups here in California. Nearly <laughs> <laughs> enough. No, we don't. <laughs> Yeah, there's only like five within 50 miles of me, so we definitely. Who's that? Are you talking about meetups here? Yeah. I think there's like a dozen. No, there's yeah. actually 19. Natalie McLeese like, <laughs> oh. always announces it. There's 19 meetup 19. groups in Southern, in Southern California. Crazy! Wow. So I, I guess one of the common questions I always get is, where do you find content to keep blogging about? You know, at some point, does the well run dry, and you know, does momentum slow down? So those of you who blog regularly for your businesses or for clients, where, where do you guys find your content? What we try to do is I try to I keep a running list of questions that clients ask me, and then if, if they're asking me these questions, I figure it's good enough content to put out there on a the site. I was just, just interested, what do you guys do? Uh, same thing. So engaging uh, my readers, I write a lot of tutorials, so those you know mm -hmm. questions always get more questions, and uh, the the ones that are a common thread are just sort of a never-ending uh, resource for for topics. The bigger challenge is not the topics, but actually finding uh, the time to sit down and write. Yes, really. I think that's everybody's challenge. That yeah, is, you know, that's mine. Yep. It's my challenge. Just go and out three. That's three. <laughs> so. One one of the things that we do, uh, I mean, not on WP Beginner, but on uh, on Optin Monster, is in instead of writing a tutorial about um about our our product, we try to write about our industry, things that our users might find helpful. Why are people using our product? You know, is it they're using it to get more emails? What what do they do with those emails afterwards? Mm. So we would talk about you know tips on converting you know your email marketing copy tips on better subject lines etc so in instead of being our blog being about our product it's about our industry and we want our users to see us and our customers to see us as industry experts in that particular industry awesome yeah and i think the time thing i think we're all pressed for time one of the things that we did to make sure that we keep pushing out content regularly is we just kind of schedule writing as a, a general business activity. So just mm -hmm. like you know, I make time to do this, or just like I make time for a client meeting that I have right after this. You know, I just have to block out an hour or two a week and make sure that I do it. Because if I don't, I'm going to get busy, and it's going to be something else is going to fill that time. 
Absolutely. It really is how we've driven our company here too in, in San Antonio is, is just blogging. It's how we've kind of actually set ourselves apart. And I kind of go back to the fact that um, it's kind of a practice what you preach. I really can't tell my clients sure. that they need to be doing this every single week if I can't actually figure out how to make it happen here you know, in my own space. Wait a second. I'm supposed to practice what I preach? <laughs> oh, no. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you practice what your piece stands to talk with. <laughs> yeah, I'm just derailing the conversation today. That's that's my job apparently today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when you're telling, so we're t let's practice what we preach. We tell clients to to produce content, and obviously we're we're trying to do that ourselves. But uh, to what? And do you guys write uh, for just the glorious love of writing or for the engagement or for the let's be honest for the Googles or I think it's a mix. yeah I think it's a, a mix of all of them. you know like mm -hmm. each piece of content we, we create tries to have one goal to it is it am I trying to get conversion am I trying to get more readers or you know is it something that we're trying to be indexed for you know to be honest with you or is it something you know that we're trying to create a community around something that you know we're doing. So uh, it, it's it's sort of all of the above, and it's more it's just more of doing it on a consistent basis. You know, mm -hmm. is the biggest thing that we always struggle with. You know, and I think a lot of the clients struggle with. And a lot of times we're asked, you know, how often should I be blocking? How often should I, you know, be producing content? And my answer to clients is, I think that you should always be producing content and blogging on a, on a, a basis that you can commit to consistently. Yeah. You know, I think consistency so is the biggest thing. Twice a year is yes. consistent. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I look forward to reading Steve's articles in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be awesome. <laughs> I, I say like start once a month. I, you know, yeah. Instead of saying consistently, which I mean if with Steve you can have one article a year. I'd say start once a month. Mm -hmm. And then, like you know, try try to try to get to um, twice a month, and then once a week. And if you can get down to once a week, it's what the coolest part about it is. Yes, sure, you get, you rank high in search and whatnot, but this way you get to engage with customers in the email list. Uh, you know, people people are in your email list. If you don't yeah. engage with them, they, they, you know, they it kind of runs dry. So if you if you're sending them helpful uh, articles every week, that kind of keeps that going. So our, we use our blog to kind of funnel. Not only just the blog and the social media side, but also our um, our email marketing side. Mm -hmm. I thought there was going to be a fourth mention there, but we're only at three. Like <laughs> <laughs> I attended. I, I went one time to an, an event here locally, and I won't say who was hosting it because, sure enough, she's going to be watching this. But she was speaking on blogging and the techniques to blogging and why you should be blogging and how you should be using it for your business. I was really bummed because during the talk, I went and like Googled her name and checked out her blog, and she hadn't blogged in seven months. <laughs> you know, she was probably busy blogging on all of her client sites. As a <laughs> it's true. I, I was, it was just such a letdown, though, and that's that's really where I look at the whole. You got to kind of practice what you preach. You know, you kind of got to set the pace and, and show other people that it can be done. Yep. It's just very, very time-consuming. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, as for me, like, I hate writing, and it's, it's so hard to keep up with blogging, and one thing that's helped a little bit is, like, maybe having uh, somebody on your team, like, write a post, and then 
um, you know, maybe I, I know WebDev does this where they have their they have the guys on their team writing posts, and that sort of keeps things up. But um, man, it's hard, and um, I, I suck at it. I so know. I, I'm here to <laughs> learn. So. But what, what have you guys ever thought about like free like outsourcing it to freelancers? Writing for your hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that on the DL, dude. Yes, yeah, so we actually do some of that. You know, and I'll, I'll give uh, freelancers a bunch of general topics and we'll go in there, we'll edit it and, and get it posted. And that's just a way that uh, we can have more content in the queue so that when we do get busy and we can't sit down and write, at least we have something queued up to keep the, yeah. to keep the, the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So I, I think, like, in, in my in my experience, like, if I don't have the time to sit down and write, I I would I would much rather outsource it and have like you know one of the freelance writers write it for us, uh, um, and then like you know I'll do the final editing just like you said, and this way I I'm I'm monitoring the process as it go. You can use a plugin like Editflow, you can use Asana mm-hmm. or Trello, and you. you you're the one who come up with the ideas. You're the ones, you know, who are, who are dealing with the customers and finding. So you, it's easy that you can, like, you know, write a excerpt, like, you know, one or two sentences describing what you want the person to write about, and maybe kind of give like one, two, three, four, five points, um, and then they can take that and, you know, kind of make it into a good beefy um, article that you you just simply review and publish afterwards. Yeah. Does anybody actually, uh, other than Steve, write all at once and then kind of, you know, publish them as as you go throughout the month? Like sit down and get super inspired and, and write like four or five at one time. Anybody do that? Corey, yep, I do that sometimes. Corey apparently <laughs> wants to be invited back again. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, Corey sits some... down in January and writes two posts and then schedules one to go out. Isn't that how it's supposed to be done? That's no, he did that in 1990s, guys. <laughs> <laughs> good quality, up-to-date content. Yeah, let me talk to you good, about Shockwave. <laughs> <laughs> from Chris about, oh, yeah, you should start blogging more. And, he, and Steve's like, yeah, this will be great. And then, like, two or three blog posts later, he's like, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> but Corey, Come on, I've derailed again. Come on. Corey, we do try to do some of that stuff. And I'll try to do that if, uh, if I'm traveling a lot, if I'm on a plane or yep. something like that. I'm just starting to feel it when I can't, uh, can't kind of do anything else for the business. And if, you know, if creativity starts flowing, then, what, you know, we'll just keep writing until, yeah. until we tap it out, I guess. Yeah. One, thing, uh, one of the things that we do is is that we kind of if I sit down, I'll just get all the titles out real, real fast, mm-hmm. so I know exactly what really are the topics that I want to write about. Um, this this way, when you when you're like, okay, I need to write an article for this week, I'm not like sitting there searching for ideas. I, I have an idea bank. That that's one. one. And like you know, if, if for for example for WP Beginner, I would sit down and like write the articles through first day and for the whole week, and then that way I don't have to do it every morning. Um, you know. To, to publish the article, so they're scheduled way ahead in advance. So yes, definitely. Yeah. So are you? Syed, are you actually going through and creating drafts via those titles, or are you using uh, an a editorial? Uh, yeah, editorial I'm, I'm using Editflow, and I just create a pitch in in WordPress. I just use Editflow, and um, and then you you know I I can either assign it to my myself, I can assign it to Numan, I can assign it to Chris, or I can assign it to anybody in the team, and then they can start working on it, or I, you know whoever is working on it. There's a workflow to it. Um, you can you can put 
deadlines and whatnot. Edflow is a really neat plugin. Yeah, let's back up a minute for the audience and talk about what Edflow is. So Edflow is a WordPress plugin that allows you to manage your editorial workflow on your WordPress site. So you can create a pitch. Um, you can have different statuses to every post instead of just draft and publish. So you have nice. a pitch, you have a draft, you have a sign. You can create you know, custom ones like in progress, pending review, ready to be, ready to be published, etc. It also allows And there's you to have, also uh, notifications built in yeah. for those different statuses as well, which is awesome. Yeah. That's cool. really cool. So you can communicate with the authors right from within the WordPress dashboard. So it's editorial comments. That's the add-on. I mean, the whole plugin is free. So that's an add-on you can use. You can also have deadlines. That's a whole thing. With, you know, if you have a, if you're a paid journalist, you can say this is the budget we have and blah blah blah. Uh, it's it's a really really nifty plugin. And you have an editorial calendar. That's so cool. And I only asked about it because I have a lot of newspaper clients, and and we they actively use Editflow on their sites. Um, I, uh, so I have a little bit of a tangent. Um, one thing I think it's important to point out is that uh, blogging is is awesome, but blogging is really just a way to create content for you know your people who are viewing your site for search engines, things like that. And blogging isn't the only way to create content. Um, at uh, Press Coders, uh, I created a WordPress theme customization like tutorial, and it was really really um, intense. Like had a lot of custom design, a lot of pages, a lot of information that took quite a bit longer than writing a blog post. Um, but actually, that that page or, the, or that actual article ended up getting like thousands of visits a month for months and months and months and months and months. And um, I think which was way more than like a single blog post would have gotten. Um, so mm -hmm. I suck at blogging, but like if, if you don't like blogging, that's not the only thing you can do. You know, you can also create. You know, you could create an ebook, or you could create like whatever a big fancy tutorial or or whatever. But like really, it's all just content. It's all just ways to get people to your site and and you know viewing your content engaged with you, things like that. And one of the th uh, to add what you're saying, Scott, you're right on. One of the things is uh, what we try to do is make sure we're delivering content in the best manner for. Our, our readers to receive it. Do they do they like videos? Do they like mm -hmm. you know imagery and you know Instagram photos? You know which we do a little bit for our brand. Do they like podcasts? You know how can we you know push out the content that you know helps us with our business goals and to help the community in in such a way that they want to receive it. Yeah, just putting a twist onto onto what Scott said is um, obviously you can use it both ways. So you can have have blog posts and repurpose them into an ebook, mm -hmm. and you can have an ebook that you write and repurpose that into a blog post. Yeah, I want to see. And then you can you can make the opt-in, you can make the ebook, and then you can put it in Optin Monster and gather leads. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. <laughs> so one thing we haven't talked about is um, what are the different reasons that people would want to blog when you're telling your clients, like besides the SEO value, besides establishing yourself as like a leader in your in your specialty, um, what other reasons would you tell people to blog? Um, I think a, a specific example of that would be um, Groove. Groove HQ does a support desk, does support desk software, and they have an incredibly popular blog that I highly recommend to everyone. It's like one of the only blogs that I try to read every time they put out a post. And they basically did this thing where they um, track their company from like their growth and revenue at to uh, and their 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 target is a hundred thousand a month. 
And so they started at somewhere around like twenty or thirty thousand or something, and they sort of publicly said these goals and they publicly post their revenue every week and say what they're doing to achieve those goals and it's incredibly highly valuable content and they've actually said that their blog is actually their uh, I think it's their n number one driver of new signups for their software so it actually wow. is um, instantly monetizing and, and obviously a lot of those are free but it, it is in, it is monetizing like in a direct way their company. So. Yeah, the coolest thing I love about Groove, which, which is by the way excellent blog, is they share actionable insights that any other business owner can like implement into their business as well. And it and it had a perfect tie with the Groove business because they are help desk software. So if you have if you have a business, you usually need a help desk. And they're giving, they're you know sharing all the things. So you build a personal connection with this business, and you know they they are always showing up on inbound.org front page and so many so many different like front pages of different content aggregator front pages. So it's a really awesome way of lead gen. Yeah, and they do a lot of guest blogging, and he talks about this on his blog as well. How guest blogging has helped them a lot, and um, but yeah, it's it's for I mean more than even just capturing leads and and engaging with your audience, it could be just directly monetizing your business. Mm -hmm. Doesn't MailChimp do a lot of that type of stuff too? Yeah, I, it's not quite as good as what Groove yeah. is doing. I don't, personally, yeah, I don't think <laughs> Yep. But yeah, for, for me, that's like one of the biggest, like I, I don't practice what I'm preaching here, but <laughs> I think one of the what? greatest, <laughs> one of the, one of the, the only blogs that I really follow are the people who are being really, really transparent about either like issues with startups, like um, revenue, or um, you know personal stuff. Like I don't know, just for some reason that's kind of what I gravitate to, and I, I've been thinking about kind of getting into that myself, but I'm just really, really hesitant to be that public about what those types of uh, you know sort of personal issues, whether that be internally in the company, revenue. Or you know, just personal issues that, and I really that's a different type of blog, Scott. That's yeah, totally it's a much different, different type of blog. Of blog. I sure, think, sure. I think another cool thing, uh, another advantage of having a blog is it allows you to make like cross promotion deals. At least, at least start mm -hmm. a you know relationship with another expert or another company mm -hmm. that you might do business with. If sure. you you might not necessarily want to promote them to your customer email list, but maybe you can start with a blog, or maybe you can do a guest blog swap. Like it, you know, it's it's a lot easier to get be featured on somebody else's side when you, when you have the ability to feature them on your site. So you know, it, it helps with bartering as well, and to grow your business. That's cool. I love that idea. If somebody wanted to outsource blogging, uh, or you know, writing an article or whatnot, what's what's kind of the going rate for that, or does that depend on what the site is and expected traffic for a post, or any recommendations for some to set a ballpark expectation if somebody well, wants to outsource? So yeah, I, I can only I, I can only tell you what what we've paid in the past, and we've paid anywhere between uh, forty five to seventy five dollars an article, and that's for somebody who's quali quality writer who's you know doing a little bit of research in a topic and also has some a background and knowledge in the topic. Yeah, so it it really depends on the on the writer that you're hiring, right? So there, there are superstar writers who are writing for you know some of the biggest publications, and they also offer like freelance writing. And they, you know, they don't write like a 600-word blog post. They're they're writing like three to five 
thousand word blog post that they're going to share across their networks and you might you might end up paying 600 plus dollars 600 800 dollars for something like that versus like you know if if you want if you want something in your like something small maybe like a 600 word article you you can you can find it easily for in between 45 dollars to 90 dollars i think the the idea here is you have to find somebody who's who knows your niche or can quickly adapt to the direct because you know, if you if you just try to bring a writer into your specific business, they don't know the industry as well. So so the trick is not just to find the writer, but to find the writer who has experience writing in the same specific industry mm -hmm. as yours. Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent because the the better the writer that you find that works within your niche in your business, the less time you're gonna have to spend with editing. Exactly. And then if you spend a lot of editing time, you might have relevant might as well have written the damn post yourself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Amen. Yep. Exactly. Been there, right? Been there. Yep. Been there, done that. Plus, I found yeah. a lot of times when whenever you do outsource it to somebody, they don't really have your voice. They don't understand the voice that your company or your brand has already established. So the struggle there that I've found is is even though they might write really great content, it's either boring and it's not really our personality, mm -hmm. or or it's too playful and they've gone to the total other extreme and I'm like no man the people aren't right. even gonna get this blog post you know you're you're cracking weird jokes that's not gonna work out so I've, I've really struggled with that and that's been one of the reasons why uh, we've almost completely gone total in-house with our writing now well, well yeah I, I completely agree with you Corey I think but if you can find a writer like I'll, I'll throw a name out or two names out like for example Christy Hines she write a lot on the social media stuff a lot on the technology stuff, so a lot of different like analytic website, marketing websites use her um, to produce content, and the content she produces usually get thousands of shares. And um, it, yeah, so she she's amazing. And, and, you That's know, a good she, voice. There you go. That's a good voice then. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, so so yeah, it just depends on who you find. Yeah. Well, going back to Scott's earlier point, I think that. You know, not everybody loves to write. So, creating, uh, creatively putting out content, maybe, uh, you know, Chris Lim has done several posts recently Five. where he films, uh, he'll film a little YouTube snippet and then just do a written intro and outro. But the bulk of the the message is via that video. So, you know. Yep. And then and then and then you hire somebody in Philippines to transcribe that video for you, <laughs> so you can get the SEO benefits as well. There you go. That is exactly what we've done with our, our blogging. I was uh, for quite some time writing you know, anywhere from 800 to 2,000 words on our uh, blogs every single week and I thought you know I can't really do that as much anymore so we did kind of do the whole Chris Lima thing and uh, switched around to doing more of uh, video as the core and it's worked really really well for us. Not only have we gained more subscribers that way but um, I think people are seeing our personality more. Yeah. yeah. And remember YouTube is a Second largest search engine in the world, so it's it, it's good to balance it out. What is that website? What was that? <laughs> uh, I think it's called owned, YouTube. Owned by the first largest search engine in the world. <laughs> owned by the first largest search engine. <laughs> I'm sure there's no coincidence. No. <laughs> yeah, I think what Corey said is important too. Is personality, and it, you know, if you're just writing dry blog articles, um, I don't think anyone's going to read them, and your business isn't going to benefit as much from it as. As really showing personality, I think that's important. Absolutely, brand yep. brand personality is, it means a lot when to your readers. It, it's hard to do that as a business. That it's really hard to do that to open yourself up and and to really do that. I, I don't. I'm not good at it at all. But I, I really appreciate when other businesses do that for sure. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and, and the hardest part is if you, if you hire somebody else to do it and then that yeah. person leaves. <laughs> so I know I know we're wrapping here, but what was our final count on uh, Chris Lemon mentions? I had six. six. So that I, had ma- six. I think that makes it seven. That's seven, right? I think that makes it seven. So you know we we've, we we uh, we we make fun of Chris, but he's a total mensch. We love him. <laughs> and what's sad is I only make seventy cents off of that. So <laughs> great, great job, great job, everybody. Thank you for uh, buying me a soda. All right, so I want to say thank you very much for uh, all of you folks being on the show today. You took a, took your time out on a on a uh, Monday to kind of uh, discuss everything here. Make sure you go to our website at wpwatercooler.com. Click on the subscribe button there. And uh, thank you very much for uh, checking us out and listening to the show. Talk to you later. All right, see you guys later. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.